0: And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Greenlight Reviews is back to review, I think, a terrific film called Gran Torino. It's directed by and stars Clint Eastwood, and that's just about all I have to say about the cast, because everybody else in the film are people you've never heard of, but you might from now on.
1: Who are you, by the way? I'm Les Roberts. <laughs> and I'm Ann Elder. Well,
0: you know our names. Clint Eastwood has given, I think, in this film the best performance of his career. He is 78 years old. He plays an old guy named Walt Kowalski. He worked all his life in the Ford mm-hmm. Motor Plant in just outside Detroit. He lives in a bad area of Detroit that is now overrun with people who are not Caucasian, not Native American, and many of them are Asian. And because Walt spent a lot of time fighting in the Korean War— He doesn't like anybody who even looks like they're Asian. He is a raging racist.
1: You know, Les, I like the movie, but I have some reservations about it. I do have some quibbles. I'm sorry. First of all, I think I have to say that I can understand racial epithets in a character, and certainly we had a lot of fun laughing at Archie Bunker over the years because he was certainly a bigot but in this case I don't think Walt Kowalski is all that funny and I have a lot of problems with those slurs that occur continually throughout the picture and frankly I found them to get a little bit wearing and I don't understand why anyone would talk this way because I don't believe that anyone really does do this today. I think you would be killed immediately if you did even if you were Clint Eastwood. I didn't buy that.
0: Maybe somebody would want to kill him, but Walt Kowalski says to some of the guys who are hassling the teenage next-door neighbor, ever notice how you come across somebody once in a while that you shouldn't have messed with? That's me.
1: Okay, I understand that, but that's vintage Clint Eastwood. I don't think that it's a very good symbol for an American movie-going audience to sit there and hear someone say terrible things about the races like he does, and I didn't find it funny after a while.
0: Oh, I didn't find it funny at all.
1: Well, the audience I saw it with were hysterical. I mean, they couldn't laugh hard enough. The other thing about the character of Walt Kowalski is that there is no real motivation given in this film for his anger. He is mad at everyone. He's mad at the neighbors. He's mad at the world, his family, his kids, his son. He's even mad at his dead wife, you know, and there are no reasons given for this. So I have a problem with a movie that doesn't tell me why the character behaves in a certain way.
0: Okay, I have known people like this. They are not very nice people. They're not horrible people, but they're just people you don't want to be around. And there were moments that I didn't want to be around Walt Kowalski because Clint Eastwood plays him literally growling when he gets angry.
1: I know, and for that reason, I think that this is a very two-dimensional film. I want to talk, though, about something that I think does work in the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that Eastwood takes on the American family here, and as depicted here, it's kind of disintegrating. The American family is seen here with young people dressing and speaking in a disrespectful way to their parents, and then the parents don't seem to even mind it so much. They don't seem that much more mature. And in contrast, his neighbors, this Hmong group of people who have moved here from Laos, are depicted as being a very traditional family. Oh, very much. They hold dear all of the social rights that Walt Kowalski feels are important. Things like living together, communicating with each other, sitting down at the family dining room table, having values. These are the things that the character of Walt Kowalski longs to see in the American family. And unfortunately, I'm afraid to say it's part of the disintegrating Urban neighborhoods.
0: You're right, Anne. The plot is that the young boy living next door, Tao, played by an actor named B. Vang, the young teenage gang who is trying to recruit him right. into joining them, mm-hmm. orders him to steal the 1972 Grand Torino in Walt Kowalski's garage that is his pride and joy. When he finds out the kid has tried to steal his car, the family insists that the boy, the Tao, work for Clint Eastwood to work off his debt to him. And that's where these two people begin to understand each other.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I thought that part was very effective. In fact, I think that's where the movie works the best, Gran Torino. I think that it shows that when an adult quietly and deliberately gives guidance to a young man, that you can have positive results. And I think that's very, very Wonderful in the film, and I think that's a fine point. It should be underscored.
0: Okay. What really got to me in this film was Clint Eastwood. He has taken every role he has ever played and brought it to this Walt Kowalski character, and I think he was purely sensational.
1: Well, it may be that you feel that he's a sensational actor and that he gives a terrific performance, but I'm looking at the film, and I have to say I'm not so sure Gran Torino is a brilliant piece of filmmaking. I think it's just okay. First of all, I don't think he directed his actors very well. In this film, he hired, I'm sure, inexperienced people. It shows up on the screen. The line readings are very stilted. They needed more directorial guidance to make their roles believable. I think the film is kind of two-dimensional. You don't get to know any of the characters all that well, but then maybe Eastwood doesn't really care whether you do or don't. I think what you see is what you get there. I don't think he gave a whole lot of thought to the film. One point about the film that bears mentioning, though, I like the fact that Eastwood goes from being an angry old man without direction to an angry old man with a purpose. And I liked the fact that that conversion does not happen based on someone delivering a very heartfelt lecture. To Clint Eastwood. Oh, heck no. It takes time for him to see the goodness in this young man who lives next door as well as the lifestyle of these people who live and conduct their family life in a way that's totally different from his. But I guess on pun reflection, Eastwood, as I mentioned earlier, feels that, hey, wait a minute, maybe these people have something, something really good.
0: I think you're right. And because of that, And boy, I loved Clint Eastwood. I think he brought everything that he's ever done in the last 50 years to this performance as Walt Kowalski. And because of that, and because I was very touched by a lot of the film, I am giving Gran Torino a green light.
1: Well, unfortunately, I think that Clint growled and he made me smile with his warmth and his charisma. However, I think that the movie has been overhyped and I think Eastwood's performance has been overhyped as well. Not to say that it isn't okay. It's pretty good. So mainly because of that great superstar, Clint Eastwood, I'm going to give the film a yellow light. That's about the best I can do for the film Gran Torino.
0: Okay, a green light from me and a yellow light from Ann Elder for Gran Torino. Until next time, I am Les Roberts.
1: And I'm Ann Elder.
0: And we're looking forward to seeing you having a great time at the movies.
1: xers who absolutely
0: love that stuff you can find us on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts or find us on our website genxgrownup.com
1: all right
0: i think that was good enough i i hope so man i'm tired who <laughs> listens to a promo on <laughs> a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast right. I, I, i've never done it <laughs>